A fault is a weakness, a defect, a fracture. Faults divide, tear, and consume. Here in the city of Chester's chasm, we struggle to maintain that precarious balance over the precipice in the earth, in our lives, and in our hearts. This story is about four teenagers with faults of their own. The fault between my faith and freedom. The fault between my family and identity. The fault between my choice and my obligation. The fault between my life and death. As these fractures grow, we stand at the edge and ask what must we sacrifice to sate the void's endless hunger? Is it possible that the answer lies within all our faults? Greetings, and welcome to All Our Faults, a Monster Hearts 2 actual play podcast. I am Mistress Winter, MC and host for the series. With all the hustle and bustle of the holidays and the New Year's, even I think I need a refresher on where we are in our story. So here we go. In Chester's Chasm, four teenagers are starting off this high school year dealing with some monumental changes in their lives. Bert has entered the employ of the personification of death, tasked with writing the natural cycle. The young man interrogates ghosts and consults his murder board on the river Styx, frantically seeking answers to the paranormal mysteries blooming across the city. All the while, Bert tries to reconnect with Michael, a fledgling vampire flexing his new abilities to entrap prey for his master and ensnare the heart of a fellow student. Through the yearbook club, Michael and Bert have become friends with Celine and Crispin, a couple that failed to launch after Crispin self-sabotaged by preaching the radical rhetoric of the religious sect in which he was raised. Celine stormed off, alienated not only by the perceived victim-blaming, but also by a creature hunting the Hafei princess. There are no content warnings for this episode. Please stay tuned to the end for shoutouts and thank yous. Thank you, and please enjoy. Chapter 5. Hold for Ransom Bert, you picked up the sketchbook and we're running after Celine. Yeah. Celine, does he find you? And where does he find you? I mean, I wouldn't exactly be trying to hide where I'm going. So it's quite possible that he finds me if he follows quickly enough and sees where I go. I think I would probably head to one of the art classrooms that I know is empty and probably has like one of my favorite art teachers usually, uh, but I know it's like open for me to go into when I need it, and I just want to be away, so I would be going there. Bert, at the tail end of lunch, you'll exit with the sketchbook. Hurrying down the halls, you'll pass by a door, and through the window, you can see Celine in one of the art rooms. I will just knock on the door a little bit and peek my head in. I'm like, uh, hey, Celine, you dropped your sketchbook. As you come in, I flinch really, really hard, like an unreasonable amount, and just, oh, um, sorry, I thought that you were, I don't know, whatever. Sorry, you were saying something. Yeah, I was just giving you your sketchbook back. You left it back at the, uh, the lunchroom. 
Oh, thanks. That's really sweet of you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And I will walk up and like take it from you. I hope you don't mind. I saw some of your your sketches in here. They're they're really cool. You're like you're really good at this. Thanks. I don't really share them with people usually. No, oh, I'm sorry for looking. Bert, you would have seen some sketches of Crispin. <laughs> yeah. Those are the most recent sketches. They're like portraits of Crispin. But before that, lots of random tattoos and then things that are reminiscent of a different realm. Hmm. So, I mean, quite possible that it could be a fantasy realm that's all in her head. However, player to player, she is drawing the fey realm. So it'd be like there's some sketches of her father's castle and things like that. And your conspiracy theory thing, I'm just giving you that little piece. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I don't, I, I was obviously don't recognize it, but I think I kind of realized like, huh, this is something different, but it's drawn from a perspective of someone that like may have seen something and like me going to sticks and like going to like the underworld or whatever. I may recognize like, huh, this is, this is interesting. So would you kind of say that like art helps you in, in a way, kind of like dealing with some of the stuff that's going on? Like, I don't, I don't know what, what's going on or whatever, and I don't need to know, but just it seems like, Art kind of helps you, right? In a way? Uh, yeah. It's something I'm in control of. And I'm not really in control of anything else. Yeah, no, I, I get that. That's it's kind of why I like to solve mysteries and track down these leads and stuff like that. Because it's something I know how to do. You know, when the pieces line up, they line up and you can kind of follow that trail. It's not just kind of left to happenstance or whatever. And no matter what twists and turns come through, whatever you're solving, there's an end. There's a solution to the puzzle. That's kind of why I like doing what I do. But, you know, the only reason I ask is because I have a friend who's been going through a lot. And I think maybe maybe Art could help. He's not really from here. Well, he, he was a while ago. But, yeah, it's kind of complicated. But I think maybe Art could help him kind of deal with what happened i mean maybe who is this friend i don't know too much about him like i said he's not from here he's kind of from a far ways away and some really bad stuff happened to him and i just think that maybe maybe expressing himself through art could kind of help deal with what's what's going on he's kind of like around 13 i guess i could gaze into the abyss to see if like Specifically, I want to know if there's anything supernatural about what he's talking about. Okay. Gaze into the abyss. Now, is there any expression of gazing into the abyss? Anything physical or metaphysical that shows that you're kind of peeking past the veil? I think what it would look like is essentially her getting in touch with her fae magic, fae heritage. And so to an onlooker, it looks like she's zoning out, almost like she's in a trance. But it'll only look like that for like a couple seconds. If she's staring not at someone, it looks like she's just kind of staring off in space. However, she'd be staring directly at Bert. And in that case, it you know that like, it's like they were gazing into my soul. It's kind of that in real yeah. life. It's the such an intense stare, but still like this kind of like unfocused glazed overlook just for a few seconds. Okay. That would be a four. So I don't find shit. With the confusing amount of information that Bert has word vomited out 
at you, uh, you're not able to get much more than the ramblings of a conspiracy theorist. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it it's quite possible if, if this friend of yours has had a hard time, art could help. I, I can't really say not knowing anything about them. Uh, it's definitely not for everyone. It stresses some people out, but it's a good outlet for me. Hey, it saved me. Jacob Feldman is standing in the doorway, having caught the tail end of that conversation. Oh, uh, Jacob, hey, man, you just kind of snuck up on us. <laughs> That's crazy. You you were talking so loudly, you know. Yeah, you said art saved you? How does that manifest itself? How? Oh, art is life, man. What were you saved from? And is this you being saved now? Is this is that how that personified? Way to get personal, dude. I mean, we were in a deep conversation, but and then you just kind of popped up in here, kind of like a clip art. You just kind of like clicked yourself in there. Hey, you're you're in a public space, dude. Like, if you wanted a private conversation, take it take it somewhere else. Art is kind of private for the person making it, so we're kind of in the art room here. You know what? I don't have anything against that. Have I ever seen Jacob in this art room before? Mostly during class. But, like, besides in a class. Like, does he frequent this space? Not particularly. Okay. Is he lying out of his ass? That's essentially is my question. <laughs> lying about what? Art saved him. Hey, you know, that's my biz. Let you have your biz. I just want to talk to that one. This one? The other one. Oh, okay. I- interesting. I have a name. She does. And you know it. I do. Saline. So close, bud. Well, that's how it's spelled, isn't it? It's su- Saline. It's pronounced Saline. Oh, I put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, you know? <laughs> Did you say syllable? It's, it's, it's a joke from a movie, dude. Like, seriously, what do you even do with yourself? Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I'll let you talk to, you know, Celine. Um, Thanks, bro. Uh, okay, I wasn't... Yeah, I guess I will head on out. Uh, yeah, before you go, Bert, you know, I'd love to hear about your conspiracy theories sometime. Okay, I just call them theories. I don't, I don't know. I don't really conspire. I would love to hear about your theories sometime. Ooh, conspiracy theories? Are we talking like we didn't actually land on the moon? Or- Was not talking to you? Just a second, Jacob. I would love to hear about your theory sometime, but I'm uh, kind of interested in the supernatural myself. Oh, okay. Yeah, that kind of links up to my friend in a way. Um, but Jacob here is super excited, so I'm going to let you talk to him and... I- my bad if whatever Michael was saying about the double date thing kind of threw you off or uh, he was just joking. <laughs> Michael was not the problem at all. Okay, cool. Well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. And yeah, we can connect later about like some of the, the thoughts I have about what's going on in this town. And, you know, and, and dude, dude, end the rambling. Go. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I will. Great. Yeah. See, see, see you tomorrow. See you. So. So. <laughs> so, and I'm not really good at this, but I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. Wanted to apologize. For, for what? Like, I, I don't know what kind of like 
came over me yesterday. I'm not usually like the aggressor. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm usually like laid back and chill, but I don't know, like when you came up, I was like feeling like the wolf like crawling up and- Selene is like visibly closing in on herself, trying to make herself as small as possible. Any anger lingering fight leaving her, she does not want to be in this conversation. So yeah, I'm like apologizing. Like you don't, you don't really actually have to go on a date with me and Taylor. We were just having some fun, and it was it was bad. I'm surprised you are realizing your mistake. I mean, I'm usually pretty good with people, especially 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 the ladies. I have all the soft spots for all my lady friends. And what I was being aggressive about yesterday was totally out of line. Did Crispin go to follow me at all when I went to leave? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say that he just crumpled in shame and is probably hiding in... No, he would seek out Juanita. So Crispin is like still in the lunchroom? Yeah, absolutely. In that case, Celine's kind of going to have a moment of like awkward trying to figure out what to do with herself kind of thing. And then just, uh, I accept your apology. But, um, you know, if you wanted to go on a date, I guess I wouldn't mind. For real? For real. Damn. I I mean, yeah, absolutely. That'd be really, that'd be really lit. Be my date for Friday. Hell yeah. You mean for like the back to school bash thing? And the football game, yeah. Both, yeah. I I mean, I'm not a huge sports person, but I will totally, totally go cheer on generic football team to, you know, win the heart of my lady love. Yeah, um, I, I think it'll be really fun. She's clearly, like, lying through her teeth. I don't think it'd be clear to Jacob. I No, no, he is missing it all. <laughs> but, like, Crispin, Bert, and Michael, if any of them were seeing any of this, would clearly know she is lying through her teeth right now. This is entirely in an effort to get back at Crispin and also to try and, like hide her self and her scent in like normal people-ness and normal things to try and maybe obscure her trail a little bit from the thing that's hunting her. Oh, okay. All right. He has three strings on me. I need to get rid of one. (laughs) When there's five, it comes and then I get killed or taken unless somebody helps me. So yeah, I'll just be like, yeah, um, I think it'll be a lot of fun if you really wanted to Sick. Yeah, totally. So I'll meet you after after school on Friday. I got a ride. So we can hop over to the football field after the, the bash. What should I wear? Oh, I didn't of. Oh I guess, I guess we're yeah, if we're going to a football game, we don't want to like dress all nice and stuff, so alright, I I'll figure it out, I'll figure it out. Uh cool. This is coming from Celine, who like no one has really ever seen her in something other than like band tees or like t-shirts covered in random art materials sure and and like jeans sometimes sweats she does not dress up and she's definitely never been to a school dance all right he's like all right finger guns i will see you after school for yearbook club and we will definitely go out on friday yeah all right 
Yeah, I, you know, I can't wait, Jacob. It'll, it'll be nice. Cool. We're not to the kissing yet, right? No, not yet. Okay. All right. All right. I'm just, I'm just making sure. But as she says that, she'll like walk a little closer to him and give him a kiss on the cheek. He turned bright red. <laughs> cool. Lit. Ah, oh, okay. All right. I'll see you later. And he like prat falls out of the room trying to escape the awkwardness. I'll take my sketchbook and kind of like clutch it to my chest. My breathing will like get a little more erratic just because... I don't really want to be around him, but I think it'll help. And I really want to get back at Crispin. So I will just kind of go hide myself in the corner of the art room. Probably try and hide like behind some easels or something. So somebody passing by, unless they're specifically looking for me, wouldn't notice that I'm there. Though I do have like literally silver hair. And I will just stay there for the rest of the lunch period. Perfect. Is there like a science or chemistry teacher I can talk to possibly about this outbreak? Absolutely. In fact, the yearbook advisor, is uh, Mr. Schultz, is one of the primary science teachers. Yeah, I would like to talk to him real quick. You'll catch him between classes. He's cleared off his smart board and is working on putting some fresh notes. Part of it is like a schedule for the robotics competitions, as well as team names and organization thereof. Bert, hi. Can I, can I help you? Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just had a real quick question. Um, I was looking through the paper the other day, and I saw that there was a, some kind of viral outbreak affecting one of the nearby homeless shelters or homeless camps. Do you know anything about that? Like, what do we need, do we need to be worried here and this old town? What's going on? Part of the study of virology and epidemics, pandemics, is the study of how these diseases are spread. When you have a concentrated group, such as the homeless or the unhomed, the chances of transfer and communication of those diseases can be both quick and rather effective. Are, are you looking for something specific? No, I just, this seems like a sleepy little town. Then all of a sudden I read in the newspaper that there is a sudden just outbreak. Is it something that happens normally here? I would say no. We have, in terms of the national averages, I imagine that we're right in the middle in terms of outbreaks and statistics. I will say, though, that if you're looking for someone who has more clarity on the subject, uh, you want to ask William Harker. He is one of my top students and has a particular affinity for virology and the spreading of diseases. Interesting. Okay. William Harker, I write that down. Do you know him? I know of him, just kind of in like a passerby sense, but I don't think I've ever spoken to or interacted with him at all. I've just kind of seen him around. Okay. I'm not sure what class he's in next, but he often haunts the school after classes, uh, studying some of the botanicals in the garden. Okay. Interesting. 
thanks thanks for your help and and just real quick while i while i have you since you are kind of like the the sponsor of the yearbook club and everything are there rules about dating other members of the of the club is there is there like a separation there or no no this isn't a a company or a corporation oh i just i just wanted to you know get get uh you know set straight on the ruling there no, no, just as as long as you retain some respectability, you know, keep your PDA outside of the club, as we do have work to do. No, oh, of course, of course, work, work, work always comes first, definitely. You know, speaking of your book club, I would love if you made yourself available to come out to one of our robotics competitions. I desperately want to make sure that we have some good press in this year's yearbook. Oh, okay. Does anything unusual happen at these robotics competitions? Robots going on the on the fritz or any strange occurrences? Unusual? I mean, these are built by very smart students. No, of course, of course. And they are given minimal resources most of the time, so they are able to do some amazing and innovative things with those resources. As far as strange happenings, I can't say they do. Okay, I just, I'm really all about, I've heard so many rumors about this place and things like that, so I thought maybe I would track some of those unusual occurrences down. So I'm trying to, you know, be where those things are happening. Well, I can appreciate that in your personal time. I'm asking more from the your book club advisor. Oh, well then, yes, definitely. I can, I can catch one or two meetings, competitions, is that what you call them? Meets? Yeah, competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. De- definitely. Um, and I'm sure. I'm sure. Obviously, that these things are marvels of technology. That you'll need someone to take photographs of them as well. So yeah, you could have me getting the scoop and Michael getting the images. Sounds great. Yes, it that does that does sound great. All right. Thanks, Mr. Schultz. No problem, Bird. Have a good rest of your day. And and about that office space. Office space, if there are any... Office space? Yeah, that I can work from. You know, just kind of get some of the things, you know, that's happening in the school. I can kind of have a place to consolidate kind of my findings. The best place I could suggest is either the library or any of the club spaces when they're not in use. Perhaps the science lab next door for where we hold the yearbook club. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I asked about a personalized space and desk um, and I got, I kind of got shot down. So uh, unfortunately we cannot provide anything that is not for general use. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. Th- yeah. Thanks. I will talk to this William Harker fellow. He said he haunts the botanicals. So I'll be on the lookout for him. Very good. All right. Well, Thanks. Crispin, Miss Hastings will make you wait until after the lunch service and only give you about five or ten minutes afterward while she's cleaning off the tables and putting all the food away. What's it now? I think knowing that the time is short, he's not going to take the time to explain I think he's just going to try to sort of take comfort in her presence and just be as helpful as he can to her during this time. And the only thing he'll say that kind of tips his hand that he's having a a day is is just, 
You know, Juanita, I can always count on you to to tell me exactly what what you need and to be straight with me. And I appreciate that more than you know. Perhaps that's something you should practice with some of your friends instead of proselytizing. That is the second time. I thought you were past this. Is there any way to be past your future? This is who I was born to be, right? Son, people are not born with a destiny or a fate or what have you. It is up to you to make the choices that you need to make to have the future that you want. Have you always felt like you had a choice? Always? No, I would say I'm in my second life. My first life, I followed my destiny just as blindly. So that's why I'm talking from experience here. What if all the choices are bad? Sometimes that's what you've got, but you make the choice that is going to harm the least. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Thank thanks, Juanita. I I I appreciate our talks. Do you have any more trash for me to take out on my way? Yep, over by the doors. Okay, I'll grab it. Thanks. After school, Michael, you will once again catch sight of William Harker in the garden on school grounds. Oh, good. He's here again. I'd like to reach out with a vampire move, if I could. Ooh, what move? Hypnotic. With hypnotic, I can hypnotize people who have no strings on me. Roll with hot on a 10 and up. They do exactly what I wish and have no idea that anything is wrong. On a 7 to 9, it works. And then I would choose one of a couple options and we'll cross that bridge. I would like to just, with hypnotic, just implant some thoughts if I could. I want to play a, I want I want to pull a Dracula here. Just sort of lurking in the distance, like using my hypnosis to implant ideas. <laughs> okay, so that's a five plus hot is two, right? So that is seven. A partial success. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be messy and I love it. My favorite. Okay, so I just want him to have like visions of him and me together vaguely, right? I just want him to think of that. So that way maybe at the dance, he'll see me and think we should dance and it'll be his idea. And maybe he has these memories of like when we were younger and there were those times when we were so close, which is where like all of my feelings come from because I'm crazy. Now, I have to choose one thing. He either realizes exactly what I've done to him, he messes up my commands, or his sanity is unhinged. Now, I don't want his sanity to be unhinged, and I'm left with two really messy answers, and I think he's not going to see me, because I I like to imagine I'm well hidden right now, like in the bushes, like a creep, but I think he's going to realize he's having these thoughts, and somehow I'm doing it to him. And he wants it, and he's creeped out, and I like that mix. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I'm in the bushes, and I'm just like, William, think of me. Just whispering it to no one. Think of me, William. Staring like a monster. The rational mind is always going to Occam's razor it. So the simplest answer, no matter how bizarre, is probably the correct one. And he's a very scientific boy. So your hypnosis reaches across the distance, wafts over him like 
the fragrances from the very flowers that he is inspecting. His notebook is open and he's chewing on the end of his pencil as he normally does. He turns a page and stares at it. A look of confusion washes over his face, followed by that look that we give someone that we find fairly attractive. There's a certain level of, I can appreciate that. And then there's a look of realization. He shakes his head, closes the book. Bert, that's about the time that you spot him in the garden. Hey, uh, William? Yes. Hey, uh, hey, how's it, how's it going? Uh, my, name, my name's Bert, Bert Ransom. I hold out my hand for a handshake. He kind of withdraws. Can I help you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, actually, I was talking to Mr. Schultz, the robotics. He's kind of the advisor for the yearbook committee. I'm on the yearbook committee. And I had some questions about some sciencey stuff. And he uh, said you'd be the guy to talk to. So I'm here to talk to you about science. What kind of science? Michael, you will see Bert come out to meet William and the two begin to engage. I read this newspaper article about this homeless camp that was causing, there was a viral infection that was getting an outbreak or something like that. So I was just, I don't know, I just I just kind of moved here not too long ago and I didn't know what was going on with that. Like, are we safe? Do we need to take some precautions? Oh. Also, this could be a cool thing for the school newspaper, maybe a bigger story to follow up on your book. Yes, you're talking about the meningitis outbreak that was going around the homeless city. Yes, it's it's definitely been a fascinating case. He begins to go into the scientific ways that uh, the disease pathogens can transfer, especially in those types of conditions and environment. But he ends with the strangest part is mm -hmm. my favorite part is that there seemed to be no patient zero, which is actually a misnomer, but I know, yeah. There was no inciting individual. It just seemed to spread to everyone. There's no common denominator on its spread other than the environment. Okay, interesting. That is interesting. I didn't make note of that. Has something like this happened before? Is this an is it an unprecedented event or what? I wouldn't say unprecedented. Uh, well, at least for here. For here? Hmm. Yeah. In the annals of Chester's Chasm history, this is one of the worst ones we've had. Okay. Do they do they happen often? Is this kind of like a hotbed for pathogens or? This is akin to the Black Plague in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Whew, I thought you meant. I was like, wow, you taking that very chill. No, no, no. This was ancient history, but it started in the immigrant community and began to spread outward. Okay. Wow. Yeah, this is very insightful. Thank you. Yes. I had no idea that... Uh, wow. It's a lot of info. Um, and you said it just... No patient zero just kind of came from the environment. I read some of the medical examiner's reports, the ones that were uh, publicly available, of course, and there seemed to be multiple cases that sprung up at the exact same time that were not connected. Interesting. So where do you think, do you think it's, it's kind of over now? It's kind of run its course or is it 
gonna restart in a cyclical fashion? Like, what kind of is the next steps? It is still ongoing, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe that the local hospitals are attempting to provide what treatments and disease control that they can, but it is a homeless community, so they don't receive the best of care or attention. Right. That's That was my next question, just why isn't this being talked about more? So, you know, I'm kind of following this. Where would you say the next place to, like, follow this lead or follow up on? Who The hospital or? I would recommend going to the source, to be honest. Oh, okay. Is there any precaution I need to take? Well, I would wear a mask. Okay, cool. And don't engage sexually with anyone. Okay, um, thanks for the heads up there. I, that wasn't my first thought. This is work-related. No swapping of bodily fluids. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, like, real quick, you're, you're friends with, like, Michael, right? Michael... Delacroix? I know of him. Oh, okay, I just... I don't know, just, I was like... Wait, are you one of his friends? Yeah, yeah, I am, actually. Oh. Uh, do you... This is strange, and I'm gonna have to hold on to my possessions better. Do you know when, or if it was he who drew a picture of himself and me in my notebook? Drew a picture of him? Did you give him your notebook? Not that I remember, it, but I was taking notes and I came across a page and he opens the book and starts flipping through the pages back to where he last was taking notes. That's that's odd. It, I thought it was right here. Eyes are playing tricks on me, I guess. Okay, I just, I was curious because I was, I was talking to him at lunch and he was like looking yeah. over at you. So I thought maybe like y'all knew each other or something. He was looking at me? Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty intently. So I thought maybe that there was just something interesting. Well, no, sorry to say, I don't know him very well. All right, cool. You will notice, however, that at the end of one of his fabric bookmarks that he has in his notebook, he has attached a keychain recently, and you recognize it as the magnifying glass trinket that you had given Michael. Oh, that's a cool keychain there where'd you where'd you get that oh funny enough i actually found it yesterday here in the garden oh do you, you just found it here in the interesting okay cool well thanks for the info about the uh the meningitis and like i'm gonna lean in like a little bit closer just michael's like you know he's he's important to me so like if you guys like do talk or whatever just like don't hurt him that's all i ask sure i mean like i don't i don't know i understand Probably won't be a problem. Oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah, I'll let you get back to um, checking out these botanicals. Yeah, I will. If you, if I have any more info on this epidemic, should I like get back in touch with you, or are you like interested to know more about what's going on here? Or uh, if you find out any more information, uh, please let me know. Okay, yeah, uh, for sure. Cool, thanks. Michael, you sat there and watched the whole thing. Yeah, it's definitely more interesting. If I did, I am furious that I am somehow being unconsciously sabotaged and I, the player, am loving this. I, the character, am beside myself with fury and there is a shrub off to the side shaking with rage. You can see leaves full of fury and suddenly they are still and if the camera cuts back, 
there is a Michael-shaped space where once he occupied inside the shrubbery. Oh, that's great. And he is going to go run away and cry like a proper sad boy would do. Tears of blood. Yes, peak drama. Silently. In the dark. Thank you for starting this new year off with us. As always, a huge thank you to the Tabletop Tailspinners Network and director Emma Kokar for all you do to provide for the show. I have been your MC, Mistress Winter. You can find me at gmistresswinter on most socials. Abby Marie Carter at Abby underscore Marie underscore Carter. Ben at DJ underscore Blindian. Juicy Garland at Juicy Garland. And Kat at Kat Kelly. By the time of this recording, a good friend of the show, Dennis, aka the okayest DM, will have launched a Kickstarter for Sagas, a math and rules light TTRPG system. I was honored to be on the development team and would recommend supporting it if you can. The link will be in the show notes. If you would like to support this show, we have a Ko-fi site. For as low as $1 a month, subscribers get access to extra content, behind-the-scenes videos, and more. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. I was just about to say that, Kat. If he says it one more time, I'm going to kill him. (laughs) I was just about to say that. That was lit, fam. No cap. (laughs) Do you even know what those words mean? Uh, in a very vague sense, yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. This has been a tale from the Tabletop Tailspinners Network.